that's how you go from like, oh my God, this is a f-ing candy lamp. Because guess what? There's only eight people here. There's no lines. And there's no lines. Who's going to be the first one to get thrown out? <laughs> that's the thing. Whoever wins gets the VIP room. Yeah. But it has to be weeded out. That's right. So who's going to be my Augustus in the first one? <laughs> it's like a whole entire of like they have to go through a whole evaluate a psych evaluation <laughs> in order to be able to like go in here so that way we can specifically choose ones most closest to the characters Just like weeding them out yes until eventually we find our one we find our one charlie bucket <laughs> who's gonna be our charlie who's bucket? charlie bucket who is he i don't know i kind of want augustus <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah. <laughs> you gluttonous bastard. <laughs> More. <laughs> and then who's going to be the one that's like, all right, we got to be patient because we have the Brazilians next. No, I want it now. <laughs> we have the who's be- the one who knows how everything works? We have the... <laughs> The Mike T. Yeah, the one who's been to way too many (laughs) (laughs) that knows like the whole rundown. (laughs) Who's it gonna be? Alright, we're good. Let's get a countdown. Alright, here we go. Okay, about five seconds. We'll start at 10. Ready? So, five, What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Sandy King. And of course, with me is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting across from us is our technical director, Mike Cards. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, pretty solid. Pretty solid. We just had a a great conversation. Such a great, it's, we can't fit it all in the pre-talk, unfortunately. It was just too long. So be able to catch that in the uncut versions that we normally have on our Patreon account. Just, just know Mike is going to be our next Willy Wonka though. (laughs) The context of that is very important. (laughs) Okay. It just went way off topic. We should have started like. Ugh, like 30 minutes ago, we went way off topic with I, that. Like, damn it. I, I, I really wish I could just drag you all into that conversation. <laughs> just just know that I plan to be Willy Wonka and not the Timothy Charlemagne. I'm talking about the Gene Wilder version. <laughs> oh, yes. It'll Classic be epic. Wonka. Yeah. We're going to go on a boat and everything. And I'll be like, you don't know where we're rowing. <laughs> <laughs> where the end is going. <laughs> Okay, no, not gonna see, okay. no, we're, not, we're gonna get dragged into this again. We're gonna get dragged into this. So you don't know the context yeah. of that yet, but when you listen to it, you'll know. Moving over to our actual episode yes. tonight, of course, we have a lot of things to talk about. So let's, of course, go into the film news. First, of course, One Piece the series, the Netflix series, has finally released. Yes, Mike has seen it. We, me, and Adrian haven't have actually watched it. There's actually there's actually some good reviews with it. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's gained a lot of popular reviews with mm-hmm. both critics and fans, giving it high. Uh, giving and that's it high not percent. common. This is no anime adaptation, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So yes. this is a t- 
type of genre in the film industry that's just known to fail time after time. Yes. So we actually got a good one, you're saying. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's really, it's actually, you know what? There's little bits of cringe moments in it mm-hmm. because, I mean, they're portraying like an anime. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, there's going to be some moments like that. Too cartoonish, too animated. Yeah. yeah. But as far as series-wise, it's pretty decent from what we're used to. All right. Like, budget-wise, they definitely put a lot of a budget in this. Okay, okay here, <clears throat> here's my thing. Like... It didn't bother me with the live action or ad or the acting or anything like that. I haven't seen it, but from what I saw on the trailers, the one thing I did notice is like the cinematographer had a hard on for Lim is. Oh yes. 100%. So do, is is there a lot of shots like that? You know what I'm talking about where like the camera is just so close in the face. Yes. And he's like pulling in and out backwards. Yes. Okay. And, there's, I, and there's I a kinda, lot of that. And I kind of get it too. It's mimicking the. It's moving the classic style of animation and drawing of One Piece. Uh, yeah. You remember how it looked before where it was like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. it was like certain objects or features were like very close. And you, then like you want to get those close up shots on those features and everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the entire show is pretty much like yeah. that. Okay. But you saw like just from the cinematography wise, it looked exactly like that. Yes. And I was like. Okay, that's a little, that's an interesting choice. I would say the only thing that's kind of odd is like when you have your your villains uh you know in the anime and the manga they they're pretty freaking huge yeah they're giant right they're disproportionate like they're very disproportionate they're they're very disproportionate yeah so it's not like that in the show yeah so they're kind of normal size so i feel like the uh it doesn't feel like larger than life fantasy no it doesn't okay so it's just kind of like, I mean, oh, you couldn't really do much just with like that, a, unfortunately, though. Yeah, I know. So you can't. Really I mean, you had, you had dudes who like her waists were like all the way up to their chest. Yes. So their actual torso was like chest to like neck. Yeah. Length. It was like, so I'm not giving it too much shit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That. But as far as uh, as far as character wise, they do a good job in pulling different people from different regions of the world. Like it's not just like Japanese okay, or it's not just all American. You know, okay. like Luffy's from Brazil. Ronozoro's from Japan. Uh, it feels worldwide. Yeah, Sanjay. Like they're from they're from different parts, parts of, of the, the globe. Yeah, and it, okay. and it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. I mean, the manga and anime did kind of have that feeling from the start. Yeah. So it would feel really weird having like all single homogenous cast, like yes, all white yeah. or all black or, you know, whatever. And that's why I'm kind of glad that like Oda was a part of this one. Like, yeah. This dude, Oda made sure that they got it right. Like this guy definitely saw past history events of other people doing adaptations. He was like, I need to be in on this. I need to be in on this. That makes yeah. sense. That should be an actual more of a thing happening. Yeah. If you're going to do an animate like adaptation, yeah. especially anime, have it's, the writer on, mm-hmm. have the creator. Have, no, have the writer created, but it also falls into that one little chance of that person. You no, know, being too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being so like, nope, it has to be perfect. It has to be this exact way. Like, no, there needs to be a, a balance. Yeah, that, yeah. A balance because not everything translates to you know live action. Yeah, right? like you said, like some of the anime's uh, character, you know, styles. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but overall, tomato Rotten Tomato scored at eighty three percent, and audience scored ninety five percent. Yeah, yeah, that's so just, and like I said, that's something that usually never happens with anime adaptation. So yeah, that's pretty so, good. Yeah. All right. Moving over to the next topic we have here is Method Man hopes to play Bishop in the MCU. Okay. I know you guys are kind of at odds Uh, with this decision. Mine's a a completely like off personal reason for like, I I, I make the joke, I get tired of the rappers becoming actors. So that's like my only gimmick about that. I'm like, but like I I can see Method Man. He does have the look for Bishop. 
Dude, me personally, I think he could act it. He could, he, this guy does have acting skills. Mm. I know you say no, but I say yes. I haven't seen it. That's like, I haven't seen it from him. So if he can play the part, absolutely. I would love to see that. Like I said, I could, I could definitely see him playing Method, I mean, uh, Bishop. Uh, as an, uh, but as rappers, old- let me just tell you this. Not all of you can act. Oh, no, no, no. We're not saying all of you can act, no. <laughs> Can we, no, cu- yeah. can we stop the trend for rappers becoming actors? Can yes. we stop the trend, please? Well, I mean, that trend's kind of... No, it's not. It's it's still there. It's still strong. It's still strong. Man. No, no, no. It's it's at least not mainstream theaters. <laughs> They're all still hitting their own direct-to-DVD. <laughs> <laughs> or direct-to-streaming now. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You're not getting like so much of the mainstream ones. Yeah, yeah. we're not, we're not seeing, seeing what's called a... Uh, you know... Uh, I want to say my rapper's name, but I have no clue which one's out there right now. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what I, you mean. Yeah, just to begin with little because there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, yeah. I want to say a little. I would say there's a peeps out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but <laughs> but yeah, little, I can like little peekaboo looks wise and his actual personality wise. I can see him playing Bishop. For those who don't know, Bishop is an X-Men character. He's kind of like the black cable. He's from the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comes back. It's like, we need to fix some shit up. He was shown briefly in uh, days of futures past. Yeah. Yeah. He was as a young. I mean, he is a very prominent character within that comic series, days of future past. So mm-hmm. it was weird. Like, they had him just as a side character in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's. And if he, you're interested, you can look up him play as cosplaying as Bishop. Yeah, yeah. He does have like a cosplay. There's images of that and we can post it up yeah. into the link. He goes for, for like the, the 97. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look. Yeah. So, so it looks pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Moving over to our next topic. What we have here, late night hosts team up for Strike Force 5 podcast to benefit their out of work staff. Yep. So sure. this has never happened before, right? No, this is, I mean. Obviously, because the podcast, you know, game has only been for the last, last yeah. well, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now that there's a strike, no one's working. Especially the late night talk oh, show hosts. Talk All show of them hosts. are out of work right now because yeah. you have no writers. Yeah. But as well, since the writers are out, the writers are not getting paid. Yep. Their staff are getting paid. So they decided to team up together to put a podcast where all revenue or all money coming into the podcast is going to their entire staff. Okay. And... W- this just dropped, right? Uh, yes, it dropped. I think believe in the last two weeks it dropped. Okay. Um, but man, that's it's interesting too. Like, it's a good thing you you're seeing these guys working hard to be able to still pay their staff. Yeah. But you're kind of see like, oh man, they're at this kind of desperate level now where like they need to work and they can't afford. Like last time, we're like, oh, we could just sit around and just wait for them to come back. Because now, this kind of shows like they don't even expect them to come back anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. That 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 makes a big thing because a lot of people were questioning, you know, it's getting past 100 days now. Some kind of agreement has to come up. But if a lot of people in the industries are setting up like long-term jobs like this or prod side projects, mm-hmm. there's no there's no negotiations there's, yeah, coming there's anytime no soon. Yeah. That means there's no end in sight to the strike. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, and that's still going to be tough too. Cause yeah, podcasting, you get a good amount of money if you get a lot of views, but I don't see, I, I don't see this podcast being enough. Oh no, no, this, yeah. I don't think they have no intention of making this like yeah. a, mm-hmm. uh, a long lasting just until they, you know, until those strikes up. But even then, still the idea of... They get like three episodes in and then the strikes end. Right. <laughs> oh my God. They get like a little bit of their footing in there. Then they the finally picked up. up. Yeah. Like, well, let's see. Actually, we didn't even announce who's in the strike. Yeah. Yeah. So who... Yeah. So... 
who this consists of is we have um, Colbert, Kimmel, Fallon, John Oliver, and Steve uh, Seth Myers. Seth Myers, yeah, yeah. So those are all the current act awards, right? Yeah, right, those right. are the current ones doing it. Uh, not the first late night host to do their own podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first was uh, I'm thinking the first, but the major one right now is uh, uh, Conan O'Brien. He has yeah, a okay. podcast out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have a show anymore, but now he does podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, I mean, the idea of like we're all all five got together on one podcast. Yeah, I, I wonder how that conversation came about. They oh, actually, there was something about that. Too. Um, I'm not sure if it's related as starting it because it has nothing. It says nothing about starting it, but mm. uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon both Good offered Damon. to pay um, Jimmy Kimmel's staff. They they both offered money up, saying we'll pay for your entire staff and mm. everything. And he said, no, it's not. It's not your responsibility. It's mm. mine. Good. So he turned that down and then I'm guessing they came up with this idea to help. It looks like way it doesn't say necessarily how they started, but it's just mm-hmm. that's one of the things that might have led up to it. Mm-hmm. I would have pictured that uh Affleck and Damon would have offered that as like a business proposition from their their finance firm. I mean, yeah, that could have been. Could've. I mean, we don't know exactly what was said in terms, and it could always, you know, tone of how things were said. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been trying to like proposition it as a business finance and to him he could have received it or heard it as like a charity you see what i'm saying yeah it could, so, but as well they're known for being like best friends yeah uh, with kimmel mm-hmm. so it could have been just a friend thing like hey bro like you know I give we you, can help you out yeah and he's like no nah, i can help my you know i can hold on my own yeah yeah okay I which shows that. a lot about their own character by doing that mm-hmm. because i mean like i said while other studios are going you know we'll starve them out you know the these people are thinking about their own staff right off the bat hmm they are thinking about one, you know, not my also my writers, but you know, my grip team, my my lights, my sorry, uh, the light team, the you know, sound, mm-hmm. post production, like they're worried about all that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's a, I mean, like, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And where could we find the Strike Force Five on? Is Spotify? Spotify. Okay, that's big. So okay. go on Spotify. If you want to listen to you know the top five talk show hosts uh-huh. talk about probably the same shit they talk on their own show. Yeah. But it has to be some bickering. It has to be like some, you know, something interesting about that. Yeah. That's different from what they do. You got to see the bickering because, you know, they're not going to always agree on something. My show's better. No, my show's better. Fallon's off to the side. <laughs> well, I fucked your wife. <laughs> Fallon's over there. You know, I got an idea for like a lip sync. Shut up, Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jimmy. <laughs> or they make one joke and just he starts laughing for no apparent reason. Uh, right? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that ended Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, stop being a tool. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, moving over to our last film news before we hit our main topic tonight. What we have here is Amazon in talks with Disney about ESPN streaming partnership. Ooh, that's that's kind of interesting. Amazon yeah. is moving on into the sports. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm not like, it makes perfect sense to me because they said they what they got Monday night right. They got Monday night football mm-hmm. already. Which if you have Prime, you could just go on there and watch uh, the football on Monday nights. Uh, but it makes more sense if they take ESPN, so you're able to stream everything off of Prime itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it! Fix your fucking layout. The UI. <laughs> you need to fix that UI. Seriously, you're you're starting to get good stuff, but man, that UI is terrible. Yeah, for real. But no as, one has to stream through that. Yeah, yeah. Or, but as for take ESPN, that's uh, to me it's a smart move. It's mm-hmm. an extremely smart move. Uh, Disney no longer has to take care of that with onto their Disney Plus. I uh, mean, that thing's just been 
costing them money ever since they acquired it. Pretty Dude, much. All those licenses cost money for yeah. every like major uh, sport outlet. Yeah. And honestly, like the layout of ESPN Plus kind of sucks. Yeah. It because does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got it because I was like, oh, wow, now I can watch any sports. But when it comes to like baseball and football, mm. the type of sports I want to watch, I can't watch it. See, I, yeah. I want to watch my fights yeah. and I can't watch it on ESPN. And right. I'm like, huh. Like, I got to watch college football and baseball. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to watch college football and fit. I don't know who the fucking Washington Badgers are. <laughs> you know, you just got to pay YouTube then. <sighs> Was it uh six hundred dollars? Yeah. God. To watch NFL, the the NFL pass. <laughs> Man, that's ridiculous. Six hundred dollars. Yeah, six hundred dollars. I pay because I got the NFL Plus app. Yeah. yeah. It's thirty bucks annually, uh, which they're gonna charge me sixty bucks next year because I'm already. I, because I was, I signed up before, right when they announced it. Okay. So I got one of those deals like, hey, since you just, if you sign up just right now for us, pre-order, we'll give you half off for the next two years. Oh, uh, okay. One of those. So yes. now they're going to finally bump it. Yes. But I, although I was, I'm not going to lie. That's why I want ESPN to go towards uh, Amazon because I was told I was able to watch any game. Did not specify that I'm not able to watch only local games. Oh, that's I, bullshit. I can only listen to out um, out of market games, and that's it. Which means if I'm listening to the Packers, that's I'm listening. I'm yeah, not watching. Yeah, but I recently found a workaround. So okay, yeah, that works, man. But yeah, that's really interesting to see how Amazon's going to try to move forward and moving into the sports streaming. Yes, and yeah, honestly, I would just say Disney, just get rid of it. But also, I'm I'm curious about nothing too. Actually, um, mm-hmm. if ESP if ESPN gets moved to Amazon Prime. Will they be able to handle live streaming like the way Disney's able to handle live streaming? Mm. Like in what regards you're talking about? Well, because all a lot of ESPN sports, they actually host live events yeah. on there, including mm-hmm. fights, you know, football games, baseball, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, but they also hold multiple matches at once. Now, I'm not sure if Amazon's ever dealt with streaming other than the NFL, but even the NFL is using someone else's service to do that. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do the same thing, they require someone else's service or they're going to do an in-house live streaming service. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, mean, I think right now they might just focus on hiring third party companies mm-hmm. until they can form their like, I don't know if they have their own in-house um, live streaming like That's setup ex- or anything. Because I don't think Amazon's ever handled live streaming. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they have the money to easily, oh, yeah. pot, you know, purchase or create a new, you know, Facebook could smack that out. Yeah, department for that. So it's not. It's not an issue for them, but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm no. just curious saying, if they do take it, let's see how well they'll handle the live streaming and, and able to take that large, uh, I guess, uh, large traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's definitely going to be huge traffic. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. And when we get back, we're of course going to cover over our main topic, which is of course we have the Hollywood execs are fighting amongst each other finally. So we'll be right back with you. So stay tuned. And we are back covering over our main topic tonight. Of course, we have the Hollywood execs are arguing amongst themselves about the whole strikes. They are at heads with each other. And it makes sense. Yeah. You got... Disney CEO Bob Iger saying some shit over here. PR nightmare. Netflix CEO shit saying some shit over here. Nightmare. Like you see what I'm saying? Like each yeah. one of them are 
they're not talking to each other and they're all giving their own input on how they feel about the strikes Mm -hmm. and it's all negative input so it's just constantly hurting the entire uni the ampt as a whole the entire guild yes for all these stupid little idiots having their own says yeah now it turns to the the, what's called the me seeks oh yeah me seeks well he wrote me in this well he wrote me in this yeah That's what's now turned into just them arguing themselves like, well, it's his fault. No, it's his fault. Well, it's his fault I did that. And like we were cool. We covered over yeah. uh, last week, you know, they hired, they had to hire a PR crisis management firm yeah. now yeah. just to help bring in a positive light back to the studios that like everyone's looking at them in a negative light right now. It's yes. bad. So that means they're going to have a scapegoat on this one. Someone's got to be put to blame. That's I, why I, they're all arguing I, with each yeah. other. Who's going to yeah, be the one? I think... I honestly think the scapegoat is going to be the guild leader. Yeah. They're going to all blame it on her. Yeah, they're going to blame it on her saying that it will, they didn't give us uh, good enough a direction. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. (laughs) Or, you know, the guild, not us, the guild leader was acting in bad faith for negotiations. You see what I'm saying? We were, were, yeah, we had all faith on her for no good negotiation. We Mm -hmm. just said what she wanted. That's just the, it's not my fault I did this. Oh, or do you think they're going to pull off? Well, she's not doing her job, so now we have to step in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? That's what that PR is doing right now. They're (laughs) They're, they're planning it right now just to, you know, save face. Yeah. But man, it's, it's, it's at this point now, like it's gone on way too long. The studios are losing way too much money. Yeah. And they should have all came together. This meeting should have happened way long before right when the strikes first happened no yeah they should have done it but they should have came together yeah yeah but it's one thing where greed and you know uh not uh greed and i would say negligence i guess Mm -hmm. just gone the way where they're just like oh yeah well you know they'll cave in don't worry about it yeah we'll wait until they go homeless yeah Yeah, like we'll cave in and we had like i mean all the heads there so of course we had disney's dana walden alan bergman and mike hopkins for you know representing disney you had jennifer salk representing amazon studios got ted sarandos representing netflix like you had all the big people there donna langley for universal the main big heads were all there you know who wasn't there Bob Iger. Of course he was. <laughs> he's the dude that's, he's the one that's acting in bad faith right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's I the mean, motherfucker that's like, you cannot could, cave. Even Saslov, David Slaslov, which right now he's at the top of PR nightmares right yes, now. He's the top PR nightmares, but they could, like I said, if they need a scapegoat, they can easily toss it to Iger. Iger? Yeah. They could like, easily, yeah. Uh, yeah. At this point. I mean, that dude's one- greed is insatiable. Yeah, because I mean, they could say like, "Well, he's the one that said about starving him out." We didn't say anything about that. That's all. Yeah, they yeah. They never did. They they never well, specify who, who said, said it, that, but, no, but it's just, rumored. Somebody it's, just said a source. Okay, yeah. it's rumored that it was Iger who said it. Uh, damn man, because it was always between Iger and uh, uh, Saslock. Mm-hmm. It was between them two, but it's always been leading towards. Yeah, they're like really fighting to like who can have the worst PR nightmare in our company. <laughs> Pretty much. Also, because they might have the mentality of we're too big to fail. It is that mentality. It's absolutely that mentality. Because the producers are pretty much the ones that are kind of running Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they're like, well, we have all the power. I was like, well, turns out you really don't. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like one thing that articles and everyone was starting to even point out. Like when you have the main 
journalists, like the Hollywood journalists, or even like, you know, most of these like Hollywood Porter deadline, they're owned by these studios, these yeah. skills and everything. Even Deadline was talking shit and covering over this. Damn, and Deadline, Deadline has been, yeah, Deadline is one of those main Hollywood journalists companies that are owned by Hollywood. So you never see them actually have, say anything negative about yeah. what's going on. Well, even they were giving their own negative input. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where it's, it's not bleeding outside of the, uh, you know, filming itself. Yeah. Where it's, it's uncontrollable. Yeah. yeah. It's affecting everyone, which means the reporters who have friends, you know, in the industry, you know, mm-hmm. it's affecting everyone. It's yeah. not no longer just a thing where it's just writers and uh, actors and that's it. No, it's mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's who currently, um, Carol, um, Lombardini is the current president for AMPTP. So it really does feel like they're going to throw a lot of shit at her just to I, save a lot of face. I have a feeling she's going to step down after no negotiations are done. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, and this was even reported by Deadline. So they have, before some studio executives wanted to blame, right here, Carol Lambardini, they accused her of being stuck using a pre-streaming playbook. Yeah, that's it. And that is the big thing that a lot of issues have first came about. It is the streaming practices to make money. How the streaming playbook works for a streaming company isn't working for Hollywood in general. Yeah, it doesn't, it's... It's a whole different industry. And that's something that we also haven't even like thought about. They could also push the blame to Netflix since Netflix is kind of the starter of the whole streaming era. Like I said, it's, it's a whole. You see, like it feels yeah. like they're trying to figure out who we're going to blame this to push the blame away from us. Yeah, no, it's it's like I said, that's the reason why the PR company came in to figure out who to, you know, who to push the blame. So the public ends up pushing onto a single person mm-hmm. while forgetting that the rest of them were involved in it at all. Man, it's it's getting to that point where it's just like they need to make a decision soon. Oh, it, it, they really do. I think this is the uh, the result of pushing it to oh, we can take care of it tomorrow. We can take care of that tomorrow. We don't need to do it. Like this is this is the collective result of the AMPTP. Finally, their work has caught up to them, and their negligence has caught up, and. They're finding out real quick that their that their power it only reaches as far as their workforce. Mm. And guess what? If you're not paying your workforce, you're not gonna have any power. <laughs> yeah. So, and we even have here. So, the Hollywood strike has already had a three billion dollar impact on California's economy. Yeah. Mm. And this is a little while out. This is as of July 12, twenty twenty three. So that number is even worse now because oh, yeah. of the summer box office. Okay. Um, actually, now that I just thought about this right now, because uh, we were working in West Hollywood yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, West Hollywood, we come across a bunch of film studios. Yeah, yeah, all the time. There's one across the street, bare, empty. I'm talking about all it. No, the last time I was there, it was a fully active studio mm-hmm. before the strike started. And you will see cars coming in and out at all times. Uh, people walking in and out of the, you know, the uh, security entrance. When I was there, I'm talking about, dude, I saw maybe at most 10 people. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just dead over it's there. It's completely wow. dead. A man. lot of studios were just, you could tell like their doors are closed. Uh, no one's walking in and out. Things like that. Damn, dude. Mm, yeah. It's it's affecting everyone. And yeah. these, like I said, these studios, they need to compromise. They really need to compromise and actually negotiate in good faith. This is on them. They're expecting 
the writers and actors a cave and you know for them to fix the situation but no it's actually on the studios this time to fix the situation you're the ones not paying and you're seeing now a lot of people are donating into the sag and wga funds to help prolong this so they're being funded are you guys being funded that's where you got to kind of see this as Like, you got to understand the people actually like the workers. They don't like you like shit. These are the people that are that are clocking in day in, day out, going on three, four, five hours of sleep, barely seeing friends and family and being given shit wages who can't even afford health insurance. Yep. So something's got to give. Something's got to (sighs) give. I don't know. You guys got anything else to cover over this before we close out? (sighs) I mean... I'm just waiting to see whose head is going to roll. <laughs> You're going to see who's the one who's going to get thrown underneath the bus. And if it's going to be the mouse. Do you think it's Iger? I don't think Iger's going to be. Yeah, like, oh, let's, let's give our, like, prediction. Who do you think is going to be the person thrown under the bus of this whole thing? Uh, the leader of the guild. So, guild leader. Guild leader, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the one. It's going to finish negotiation and be out. Okay. I'm going to say Iger because mm. it seems like he's going to be the one to where they're going to have the most difficulty trying to convince. I mean, when you when you offered Christmas bonuses to your employees at Disney Park, a copy of your book, but then deduct that book price from their paychecks, mm-hmm. that really says something about you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be I'm looking on the mixture between Guild Leader and Saslov. Since, you know, but Iger, you know, he has the most recent stuff, but through the current history of PR nightmares, Saslov is kind of taking the cake right now. I mean, he went in a PR nightmare going straight into the company. Mm, that's true. So, yeah. yeah. So I could definitely see something like that, him being blamed. I kind of don't want to see Zaslov go no, under. I know, I know. I really don't. I, I kind of want to see what's going to come about with this whole, you know, I, I still, in my mind, the whole Warner Discovery merger hasn't finished yet in my mind it's still ongoing yeah so i actually want to see an actual finishing product of what a warner bros discovery company looks like same that that warner curse is just (laughs) it's there yeah it's there is there that curse is sticking for the rest of that company's existence i don't want to put too much blame on him but yeah (laughs) so i I hope things kind of work out a little bit yeah towards his favor because i do want to see warner brothers kind of come up and not be such a such an embarrassment yeah i need more dc stuff man i can't help you you want more dc you want good quality dc stuff come on man we're we just got a whole brand new restructure. Come on, don't fuck it up. And right now, this restructure is already in the shitter, too. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's, it's already rough, man. It's already rough. It's coming out rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's the unfortunate history of Warner Brothers, my friend. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about all the head executives of Hollywood arguing with each other? Think it's a good thing? Do you think it's bad? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on the Next Gen YouTube channel. If not, we'll put this on our open forum, or we'll put this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red pen podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news. Put out episodes every Wednesday. For other listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again 
www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast. And as usual, before we fully close out, Mike has those last end notes for you guys. Yes, all the different ways you could be able to listen to us, including Spotify and Apple Music, but especially the Apple Podcast app. So head on over there. Doing pretty good on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are. I'm so glad on that. So head on over there and we appreciate every single one of you that's gone over there and give us that five star rating. Love it. Want to see more of it. So if you're new, consider heading on over there and giving that five star rating and leave a comment down below what you think we haven't covered on this topic or what what topic you think we should cover up next or what you think we missed during these weeks, whatever film news, because. Bunch of news always comes out and they kind of slip through the cracks, especially in these days where they're kind of few and far between. Yeah. I mean, kind of, one kind of slips past us. So we, we'd appreciate it if you, uh, yeah, gave us your input. Uh, also, we have our YouTube channel where you can head on over there and watch these episodes live or past episodes live. Uh, you can be able to head on over there, subscribe, like, comment, share with a friend. Again, same thing. Comment down below what you think we should cover or what we think you missed. And then, of course, our Patreon account. That is Patreon. the bread and butter. Head on over to the Patreon account so you can be able to hear uncut versions of these episodes especially as we discussed earlier why these guys want me to be their Willy Wonka and what the context of that is it's not what you think (laughs) and yet at the same time it is (laughs) but it's up to you to decide (laughs) so head on over there consider subscribing so you can be able to hear the whole episode in its entirety especially about that Willy Wonka bit so head on over there subscribe Share with a friend who you think you should subscribe as well. So you can share these on the weekends or next day after you listen. Uh, Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. All right, guys. You heard it from Mike. Please like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.